Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey guys, Sethi and Namesh here back at Empathetic Man, and you know, again, this is just a crazy time right now as we're trying to figure out what the world's going to look like with um, a post-COVID a, a era as well as a post-COVID era, and I thought what would be interesting is, you know, a lot of times people just kind of quickly jump to the impact it's making, kind of the negative things that are happening and kind of the hardships that you're facing. But this is, I think, what, seven or so weeks into it. We're, you know, getting toward the end of April. So we've all been living through this pandemic for some time now. And I thought what would be cool is maybe to just go back and forth and talk about what are some of the good things that you're seeing, uh, whether it's personally um, affected you, individually or even with your family or maybe some of the things that you've seen just like in your business or kind of going out and so I, I thought that might be cool and um you know we can kind of just go back and forth and maybe some of the things that we say might be uh similar but if you if you don't mind i can tee it off namesh and then that way you can kind of give me some of your thoughts and we can go from there is that yeah that's good. perfect so i again you know being one of the biggest, I think, impacts that I'm facing, obviously, with the whole COVID is just been this whole shelter in place. You know, it, it was one thing to be like, be more, you know, cautious about what you do and what you touch and coughing and washing your hands more. All that stuff is is important. And I think it was not too big of a deal. But when you really started to realize like, okay, now everyone's at home, school's been shut down. You know, I think they say one and a half billion kids are at home, 20% of the population. I mean, that's crazy. So obviously for me, I have three kids. Two of them are in some sort of school. My daughter's in preschool. My son was in first grade. So they've been home and then we have a newborn. And I would have to say definitely one of the, the pros, because before I was working from home before this, but there was that gap during the day where I wouldn't see the kids for a few hours pending their school schedule. Now every day we're all together. We're always at home. We, you know, we're in each other's face. I think we're, bidding, we're getting better at like creating distance and creating kind of rules and ground rules. But I will say, I think one pleasant surprise is it has been nice to just be able to have um, that opportunity to just step away from my computer during the day and just check in how the kids are doing or say hi or give them a hug. Or even if they interrupt me and I'm on a call, um, being able to just have that interruption and it not being so jarring as I think as it was before, that, that just kind of closeness and that family bond uh, I've really started to appreciate and it's something that I start to think when this is gone, it's going to go away. And it's like when you have people come visit you uh, and all of a sudden you're like, everyone's together and everyone's having a good time. And after a few days, you're like, well, this is getting a little overwhelming. And then they leave. And that one or two days after they go, you're like, man, the house is so quiet and it's so different not, not having them. And you may start to miss them. I feel like I'm going to sense that when this whole thing goes back to normal so right now I'm trying to really appreciate that additional family bonding time. Yeah, that's cool. And that's going to be priceless, you know, and I think it's cool that your kids are, um, you know, at least your eldest is, is kind of old enough to start remembering that if not your, um, your second, um, you know, so for me, I think the way I'll, I'll 
I'll position this as kind of introducing like the high level abstract theme, if you will, and then um, giving an, an example of it. So the first part that, that this COVID thing has really done uh, from a positive perspective is, you know, if you think about when you work out, right, and you get in this routine, a lot of people say you always have to shock your body or change up your, your routine. And if you don't, you, your body just gets used to it and at some point just doesn't react to it. So what COVID has done is forced us to change up our entire routines in so many different ways, right? And you can think of so many different examples. And, you know, to kind of go um, to tag, to, to follow the workout, I guess, analogy or, or example is, you know, my workout's been changed in a good way, right? Like for me, you know, we've, we've spoken about this. I'm like a huge soul cycle fanatic and it's brought me a lot of joy. But at the same time, like I did get very used to it. I was going very regularly. I didn't do other things. And this has forced me to change it up. So now I am running. And although I don't enjoy running as much, I do think my body has benefited from it in terms of going back to that. Because you know, at one point I was running pretty frequently. And for example, not going to the gym. Instead, I'm at home doing push-ups. So the first part of COVID I think has been, it's forcing us to shock our in my case, in this example, bodies, but our lives in a way that will force us to, you know, think outside the box and do things that we may not have necessarily done before, which overall I think is better for our bodies and our minds. Yeah, man, totally. I mean, you're, you're spot on. I, if you start to do the same thing over, over again, you definitely hit that plateau. And I think that's what a lot of fitness people always talk about is that plateau and how do you break through that plateau? And I always think about that quote that I saw at some Barry's boot camp I did a, a long time ago. And it's like, if it's not challenging you, it's not changing you. And I totally agree. And I think this is a, a forced, yeah. a forced interruption, a forced shock. You know, it's a, it's a forced chance to be um, uncomfortable and then figure out how to get comfortable with that. But at the same time, it's, it is causing a lot of change and, and hopefully people are now starting to see some of the positive change. Um, so I totally agree. And, and that's cool. And um, that you're, you know, able to figure out what you can do in the absence of that. And I know you talked about like, you know, these companies are evolving, right? Like soul is going to evolve and they're going to have like a in-home bike. And that's, that's awesome. Really amazing because that's where you start to see companies innovate, right? There's going to be those companies out there who are going to keep doing what they're doing. And they're like, Oh, don't worry. This is going to, change and you know we'll get back to normal and then we'll just keep pitching the same product whereas you see other companies like soul and they're like hey guys obviously there's no classes and when those classes are back you know we're not gonna be sitting you guys like you know shoulder to shoulder so they're innovating they're thinking about you know how can we bring the class to you and i think that's really clever and it's cool that it's also something that you're feeling uh individually i'll say the other thing that i feel has been a positive is is talking to people, you know, like I haven't been able to obviously see people as much as I I'd like, but when I talk to people virtually, cause that's basically been like the name of the game using platforms like zoom and WebEx and uh, you know, everything under the sun, you, 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 you're usually seeing them virtually, you're seeing their face. And I just feel like there's just like this general kind of um, I don't know if the words tenderness, but it just feels like people are just a little bit like more pleasant, to talk to maybe it's because they're also seeing this as like an opportunity to kind of just 
you know, break away from like the maybe day in, day out they're doing at home. But I felt, I find this is being really, it's been quite pleasant. In fact, I was on a, you know, a meeting yesterday with um, a lot of folks and, you know, in the meeting, you could see one of the folks, kind of one of the hosts, he had like his kids in the background and he was talking about, yeah, we have like, you know, some schooling we're doing right now. And even during the call at one point, a, uh, one of his kids walked into the, the video, which has now become just so commonplace. And, you know, I know there was things in the past, like that being so like, you know, uncomfortable and again, like jarring, but I just, I'm really starting to appreciate that kind of human element that's being brought back to business where it's less about, you know, what can I do and how do I optimize and how do I be efficient and how do I, you know, do more without even seeing you and going back to no, no, no. Even if I can't see you physically, I still want to see you. And that can be a positive experience. It can be a more real experience and it can include kind of just the things that everyone's facing, which is like either, you know, kids at home, pets at home, you name it. And that has, I think, been something that I hope going forward, and I feel like it's going to be the case that this virtual way of working is going to now be a norm. And, you know, going to the office for sure, like, I think that's going to be important. I think it's going to take a long time till we get there. But in the media, in the, in the interim, we can still kind of have a really uh, effective and a real kind of like pleasant experience with people you talk to in these virtual settings. Cause I, I feel like that's generally kind of improving uh, humanity in, in my opinion. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, it is, this has forced us to, to just, you know, whether it's reconnect, but even the type of conversations to, you know, when you know, you're not going to really see anyone, you can't save those deeper conversations for, you know, can't save deeper conversations for, for those in-person interactions. And this kind of relates to my second point of, of the three um, I've thrown on my end. The second one is like, I feel like what this has done is that it has kind of resurrected the definition of care for me in the sense where, you know, when you look at your friends and family, it's one thing to be like, hey, how are you doing, right? And typically when you say, how are you doing, you are assessing kind of how their day-to-day is, right? Like how's work going? How are the kids? But here, when you ask people how you're doing, you're actually asking about their health, right? Because COVID has affected the health of individuals. And when you have a conversation asking about health, it just makes it more personal and significant. And even on the business context, right? In the business context, people ask like, yeah, you know, how is your family? I hope that they're healthy. And it's a very genuine thing that folks are saying these days. And I think this, this angle of care has always existed. It's, it's been in front of our face because look, everyone has health issues to some extent, but it's almost made it, it's almost an invitation, if you will, to ask folks about it in a genuine way and connect with them on almost a deeper level without going into other things that may have required you to get to that same point of, of, of deepness, if you will. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's a really interesting point because you're right. Like a lot of communications that I've had like over email were normally kind of like, Hey, you know, want to ask you blah, 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 blah. And literally every email I get, 
from people, especially if I haven't talked to them for a couple of days or a week, it's like, Hey, uh, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope your family's safe and healthy. And these aren't people who I know like that close, right? They're not people who they know my family, but I feel like there is a sincerity in these responses um, that is, again, it's very appreciated. And I think it's also something where it's, it's starting to just bring that united, that unitedness back to the world that I feel was being lost, right? Like we're all kind of now, you know, in the same struggle. And again, whether you know someone personally or not, you do just wish you care, right? You do wish everyone well. You do hope that everyone is going to be able to get through this in a positive way. And, uh, and, I, and I do see that happening a, a lot, like a, literally in every message or every call or every um, meeting I have, like people are all starting with kind of just how are you doing? And that, that was missed um, for quite some time. So that is great to see come back. Uh, and, I, and I do, I agree, like there is this kind of new level of care that um, is pervading and I hope it, hope it lingers. I'll say the other thing for me, which is kind of interesting because we are obviously isolated and we're, you know, a lot of us are staying at home, rightly so. But I have to say, you know, I feel like I'm actually checking in with, you know, some of my friends and some of my other kind of family members more regularly than I did before, which is interesting and kind of maybe ironic because, you know, you would think that you would see them. But I think especially as you get older and you're like, you know, leaving places like school and then you're starting to have like, you know, family, like you just get that. I don't want to say busy, but you just have a lot of other things that have to be done that you're responsible for. And it ends up kind of making these opportunities to connect with your friends or your close family few and far between. And now I feel like because there's this uncertainty of, you know, when people will be able to see each other, there's just like, hey, well, let's just put something in the calendar. Let's have like that weekly call or that, you know, um, cadence. And now all of a sudden it's in. We're having really deep conversations, right, on these these formats. And, and we're able to kind of still see each other, even though it's not the same uh, in terms of like being able to have that face, uh, that face-to-face or that, you know, that touch. But I have to say, like, it's been nice to know that during all this, I've been able to see my friends and my family sometimes even more than I was before. So I thought that was a cool positive. Yeah, it is, man. And I totally, and I mean, I wonder if that's like a function of just kind of, it's like we have more time, but we don't have more time. And I think the time, you know, going in and out of the home, running errands, etc., all of that adds up. And it does carve, it does take away from the other, like that time that we would have to perhaps catch up with friends, et cetera. And that coupled with, I think people want interactions. If you are an extrovert by nature or just feed off others, others energy, um, you are more inclined to be open to that zoom call, for example, that you may not have been open to before. Um, my final one is, you know, it's, this was kind of an interesting one for me where I feel like what COVID has done is it, it has actually made us like less vain, right? So like, I know for me, right? Like I, we're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum in hair, Seth. Right? <laughs> you just went clean and, and yeah. I, you know, I have like a fro and, you know, I know for me, like I, I love putting gel in my hair a little too much sometimes, you know, um, but I'm always, I don't want to say self-conscious, but I always like to like just, you know, have myself put together. Now that may sound um, 
not fully accurate based on some of our team calls <laughs> when I always have my hat on. But <laughs> what this has taught me is kind of to be like less vain, right? It's just like, cool, like, you know, I don't need to style my hair. And I'm not saying like you want to look like a slob, but I think everyone just like, you know, they get it, right? Like when, you, when you're not waking up every day trying to pick out what you're going to wear in this fancy in, in this fancy way or, you know, having to like, you know, just put yourself together, you kind of get more comfortable in your own skin. I don't know, for me personally, I just kind of feel more comfortable with, with me and kind of who I am. And, you know, like with my hair, I'll comb it a little cool. And it just, it's, it's refreshing to, to kind of be in that mindset. Now, how long lived it'll be, I don't know, but that's been an unexpected benefit for me um, with COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So for those who may or may not know, like I've always had, you know, hair and it was definitely like lessening over time, but I got to this point where, you know, we were here at home and then my son's hair was getting a little longer than I think, you know, we liked. And so I'll just, I said, I'll just cut your hair. And, you know, I'm not a barber by any means. So I just gave him a buzz cut and, you know, it, it looked good and it's, he likes it cause it's like, you know, so much easier to maintain. So I, I remember being on a call a couple of weeks ago with a customer and like all the girls, all the guys on the call uh, show up and they all have like shaved heads. And initially I was thinking like, Oh, did like someone lose a bet? But then I was like, Oh, you know, they're probably all doing the same thing, like stuck at home, no barber. And so then I just started thinking to myself, like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I've always kind of wrestled with it because again, like, you know, being in a video business, I kind of feel like it's not about, for me, it wasn't about being vain, but I, I kind of just wanted to make sure I kind of put my best, in, like my best foot forward but I ended up you know kind of shaving my head and I have to say man like personally it's been like fantastic in terms of just like ease right I wake up don't have to worry about anything you don't have to even put a hat on and it's just so much simpler um I have like the fastest showers by far but I'm also noticing like I there was this part of me initially where I was like I wonder how I'm going to be looked at how I'm going to you know how people are going to perceive me but I just, I generally do find that like, you know, it, it's just, it is hair, right? It, it's just another part of me. And, you know, I'm hoping that people still are, are looking, you know, deeper into who I am or into who each other are and not looking at their, you know, their outside appearance. Um, but yeah, I totally get it. Cause I was racking my brain. Should I do it? I've done it. I'm, you know, like, well, will I grow my hair back? Who knows? But uh, it, it has been nice to just not have to be so worried about things like that. So I do appreciate that as well. And um, I think for me, the last thing I'll say, what is maybe a, a little like, you know, self-serving because obviously, you know, we've built this business around video, but I also just think like, I feel like I'm really excited and motivated and like pleasantly surprised with how like, I think communication and education is going to change going forward. Like I, to kind of just add some context. So, you know, my son's in first grade and he has been trying to stay educated during this whole time. And they use these programs that allow kids to, you know, watch their teachers, not really. Sometimes they have like zoom calls, but when you're trying to have like 20 first graders on a zoom call, they don't really go as well as I think most people would think. But, you know, I think the kids are getting slowly more, you know, better at it. Cause think about it. Like if you're a child, and you have your friend over, you're not sitting there staring at each other talking. You're playing, right? You guys are in a room, you're playing side by side, you're imaginating, and you're doing all this stuff. 
now you tell your friend, your, your same child, go on a Zoom and talk to your friend. They're, they're, at, they're staring at each other and they're having to figure out what to talk about. Like it's, it's, it was actually really interesting watching that dynamic and seeing my son, who's very extroverted, very hyper, actually like not want to do that, feeling uncomfortable and kind of wanting to just turn the camera off. So now what I'm noticing is they're doing more things around like uh, video recordings, like them practicing stuff, like them showing off things like, hey, here's my favorite, you know, uh, Lego or here's my favorite story. Uh, and then they're giving these kids the opportunity to like be a little, do mini presentations and, you know, explain how they solved the math problem. And that's, these are six, seven-year-olds. And this is also happening to like the 10-year-olds and now the college students. And, and now, and I think you and I talked about this a couple of days ago, a lot of people who were using Snapchat were like the, the you know, on TikTok were the, like the, the teenagers or the young teenagers. But now you have all these, you know, older millennials and baby boomers all having to use video because they have to, because before they thought, no, no, life is about me just being on the golf course, talking to like my buddies and that's how business is done. But now it's like this even playing field that's been created depending on whether you're six or you're 60. And I, I just find this so amazing because it's going to transform every industry, whether you're an educator or you're trying to um, communicate to your staff, like, or you're trying to communicate in a sales call. Like, I, I just think that to me is really exciting. Like it was as if like this new trend that was supposed to happen has become now real because of what COVID has created. And I think the positive aspect of it, of being able to make people feel more comfortable to communicate, like turn six-year-olds into like presenters um, is really interesting. You know, and I do think that human element will always need to be there, right? Like eventually we'll come back to a place where everyone's in the classroom. But I hope like schools and other industries can continue to leverage video in other parts of the education space, for instance, uh, and not see this as like a one-off, but see this like this is the new way of, of communicating and, and kind of taking the, you know, the future, uh, like the future society and the future communication aspects forward. So that's been something I'm just noticing and, and it's been really awesome to witness and, 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 um, and see like the evolution of at least my son through that. So that was the last thing I wanted to share. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. I never really thought about, I mean, I think the video, the trend in this, it's accelerating the inevitable, um, which is this, communication with individuals like if you think about it when you are face to face you are creating this unique in this unique inner you're you're partaking in this unique interaction with someone and if you think about just the concept of technology and how powerful it is it is why hasn't that interaction been replicable or reproducible if you will through technology. And I honestly think it's because people haven't given it a chance. And here people are giving it a chance because they're forced to give it a chance. And now that they're forced to give it a chance, they've, been, they've become comfortable and most importantly have realized that it's not necessarily that, okay, well, one is better than the other. It is one is one way of creating a unique interaction and the other is another. And I think people have seen through these Zoom calls and just being on video with others that 
that joy that they that that is sparked through a live interaction is actually sparked through this digital interaction which is going to make these folks even more comfortable when this is over or it's starting to you know slowly get back to normal in, in, to the point where they're going to say hey look well why don't we do this and i'm not saying that like a friday night dinner party is going to be you know substituted for a friday night zoom but i could see maybe like a happy hour or two being taken online right and creating an environment that facilitates the same type of interaction and joy that would have been created if it was in person so it is exciting yeah man totally and i i, I love those points and it it is a compliment it is not a replacement to what we used to do and I hope that that compliment is is not forgotten, and I hope that people see that as a way of enhancing the overall uh, way we communicate and we bond together. So, this was really cool, man. Again, I just wanted to. I, I look. I hope everyone out there is staying safe. I know people are, are. Things are only getting more and more crazy. At least in America, like the death toll is 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 just higher than I think anyone ever expected. So there is a lot of seriousness here. There's a lot of like concern and we by no means want to minimize that, but we also wanted to just use this as an opportunity to talk about what are some of the good things that we're seeing. As I mentioned uh, to you, Namesh earlier, like there's this really fun kind of short uh, YouTube channel that's been spun up by uh, John Krasinski, Jim from the office. It's called some good news. And it's like these 15, 20 minute YouTube videos where he kind of plays a, a host, but he's just talking about the good that's happening and, and what's some of the positive that he's seeing and some of the things that he and his like celebrity friends are doing. And it's a, it's just a nice refreshing thing to see. And so hopefully this podcast was kind of a, a nice refreshing, positive uplook, uplift, uh, an, an outlook uh, on the whole COVID experience. But um, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next time. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman, it doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback. If you can, give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.